What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Whatever Podcast, where we talk about, you guessed it, whatever. My co-host, Preston, is actually out for a little while. He just had a baby. Congratulations, Cheyenne and Preston. So I'm bringing on a special guest for this episode. So let me introduce you, Anthony Bosch. This man is one of my really good friends. Uh, I lived with him when I was uh, down in Florida. Anthony, man, what's been up? Oh, nothing much. Just happy to be back on the Connor Williams youtube page oh yes yes we're back at it again uh today we plan on ruining your childhood with some kid show slash cartoon conspiracies um but you know i want to start off with some housekeeping before we start diving in uh do a little bit catching up with anthony as well also uh if you're on the go you do not have to listen uh just to youtube or just to spotify or itunes you you can use all those platforms you can change them out and they're all going to be tying the same uh so feel free to visit us on uh every every platform out there um, Anthony, dude, how have you have you been doing this? It's been it's been a while. Oh, you know, doing well. This started my junior year technically here in Moorhead, Minnesota, for going into business administration. Uh, have been very disappointed lately because of the lack of Austin Marlowe I've seen lately. Because ever since he got this new girlfriend, he's just changed. Like biggest anime betrayal of all time, in my opinion. The anime has been slacking. Oh, yeah, talk about an anime that I absolutely loved when I was a kid, uh, when I was growing up, and <laughs> and now you know it's just not the same. We, we got we have a whole new cast and uh, and all kinds of stuff, and it's it's really quite disappointing. Well, you guys still got Andy here, so as long <laughs> as he's still around, like I think we'll be okay with the anime. That is true. That is true. He he's a he's a reviving factor of, of our anime. <laughs> um, Anthony, so I know that you have been uh, appearing on quite a few episodes. Um, on a podcast called Cast Conversations. Why don't you tell us a little bit about like uh, what you've been doing on there? Because I noticed you just you just co-hosted one, right? Like you weren't the guest. Yeah. You were like you were like filling in as a host, right? That's right. Um, since uh, Phil's co-host, Phil, our roommate back at Disney World when we did the internship, uh, his co-host Jeremy, he's pretty busy with school and stuff, and Phil wants those podcasts flowing. So whenever he needs them, I really don't have that much of a life, so I can definitely co-host with that. But the dumb part is I can't say shit on that podcast like I can here. So, you know, I got to be family friendly, Anthony, but, you know, it's still a fun time being able to be talking with Phil and all that fun jazz. Oh, yeah. And and, um, actually, for the audience who's going to tune in next week, we're going to be having Phil on the show. Um, talking about Disney conspiracies. Um, for those of you guys who don't know what Cast Conversations is, you can head over to Spotify um, or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I believe is what they call it, and check out Cast Conversations. Uh, they kind of get kind of like a, an eye view through what being a cast member is like over in Disney. Um, but here, we are not family friendly. We are aiming to ruin your childhood. Uh, we are wanting to scare the living hell out of you, you know? Um, we want to talk about stuff that you probably lay in bed at night thinking about. And uh, I'm going to have Phil on the show. And what's going to be right up his alley is we're going to be talking about Disney conspiracies and, and crazy, scary things like that. Um, but for today's show, without further ado, um, let's hop into some conspiracies, shall we? We shall. Um, the first one that I wanted to talk to you about, Anthony, uh, was Rugrats. Oh, I love that show. Really. <laughs> And, and forgive me, it, it has been a little while since I've actually seen some of these, uh, so I'm a little bit rusty on what exactly was going on in the show. Um, but basically, to, to wire it all down, uh, Angelica is the only one who can talk to the babies because they're a figment of her imagination. Really? 
sell more. <laughs> so the the way that people determine this or the, the what people created around this idea uh, is that Tommy died soon after childbirth. Uh, and that is shown by Stu basically never leaving the basement um, and inventing toys that his son will never play with. Uh, Chucky uh, died in a car crash with his mom. Um, and this is also reflected by his father. Um, and the crash has basically made him like a totally pathetic nervous wreck uh, most of the time. And uh, then there's one that I thought was like probably the most interesting. And I'm reading this off an article here, so I'm going to go ahead and quote it here. It's from Business Insider. Uh, most interesting is Phil and Lil. There were never were any twins. Uh, there was just one baby. However, this baby was stillborn. And Angelica never knew the sex of the stillborn. So she invented twins of different genders. Um, now, if you ask me, that's quite like, I don't know, that's really smart for a little girl. I'd say so too. Like a glow girl that age, especially won't think of it. Of course it's a conspiracy theory. So all these fans have to make these like very specific analogies, but still like that's really unrealistic, but it's very convincing at the same time though. It is. It's a really interesting fact to think about. Um, but you almost wonder like, what do these guys do? They sit and they watch like season after season after season with a notepad and find like, okay, how is this, how is this going to play out? Are the kids even real? You know, like what kind of a mindset do you have to be in to like actually, actually write these conspiracies? But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like to the parents that the baby, all the babies are saying is like baby stuff. But then when Angelica hears it, they're talking like grown adults, like the vocabulary that those kids had at that age. Yikes. So it has to make you think that there's something going on. Right. Yeah. Like, like, I, I don't know. I, we assume that I don't know the actual age of Angelica, but we assume that she's small enough to still kind of have that baby talk. But doesn't isn't she like well understood by the adults? Oh, yeah. She like if you from what, what I remember, because like with you it's been like a long time since i've watched rugrats but um i think her voice was like still kind of immature from what we're used to uh sorry if you guys hear planes going by uh i live in a pretty noisy part of moorhead but yeah like her voice is a little bit immature from what we're used to but it's still like understood if that makes sense okay yeah no that that, that totally totally makes sense um i i, I don't know like so that being said, if she is really like that, I mean, obviously, kids' imaginations, they run wild. So the fact that these could be a figment for imagination, sure, that is uh, somewhat plausible. You know, whatever, that's fine. Um, but are, so are the parents all friends? I, again, you know, it's been so long. Like, how would Angelica have all these connections to these kids? Is it through the parents? Um. Yeah, I think that what... I don't know. I think some are related because I think some are cousins, but I wonder what that was. I think that, yeah, I think it's either, I think I read something that they went to therapy, like group therapy of losing the child. And that's what, how they met the parents. It's been a while since I've read into that one. Like I totally forgot about the Rugrats one until like you just mentioned it. I don't know. That's like even the fact that they meant at like uh, therapy oh. for losing a child. That's still is that is that like a canon thing or is that just like adding on to the conspiracy there? I think just adding on to the conspiracy. But okay, I remember right now. Now you say it. I think they might have been neighbors. Oh, that's po that's make, possible too. I think that's more makes more sense. I think they were neighbors. Uh, uh, one thing that 
I'm having a hard time really grasping. Um, is the stillborn one? Do you know how how advanced her thinking has to be to understand what a stillborn is? Like, how does she conceive that? How does? Because if I was Angelica's age, I'd be like, there was you could not convince me. You couldn't even explain to me what it is. I'd be like, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Um, I have no idea, dude. That is like such like this one blows my mind because I this is my first time hearing about it in a long time because you and I are both like not telling each other conspiracy theories before this so yeah you know, <laughs> we wanted, wanted to keep it a wanted to keep it a surprise to get a true reactions from these conspiracies and it's kind of like an idea of what you think we're authentic here yeah um overall you know I, I think it, it's a pretty pretty far off conspiracy it, it's really interesting um and in how someone can actually watch the show and, and say, oh, so these kids, ah, they're all dead. You know, they all died. They were never born. It's Angelica. Her mother is constantly working and has no time for her. So she, uh, she invented the idea of these kids. Uh, yeah, but that's right. Th- th- it's, a, it, it's never just about Angelica, though. I- if we were to see it from more of Angelica's point of view, I would be a little bit more convinced. But there's a whole thing with the parents interacting with the kids uh, and seeing things from the kids' pers- other kids' perspectives without Angelica around. Um, so that being said, if this conspiracy was true, Angelica, you have a hell of an imagination. Yeah, she's probably going to Harvard as we're speaking. Oh God, I guarantee it. Which uh, you know, you, she probably would graduate when this cartoon was made, was like mid nineties. So she would be like in her mid twenties, early thirties by now. She's probably got kids of her own. That's right. She's going to tell the story as time goes by. A little earlier, uh, you were talking, we were texting back and forth before we got on. Um, You said something about, so sure, you could probably tie this all in and say that they're all a figment for imagination, but how does that explain all grown up? Oh, see, that's exactly because I remember that show came out when I was in like, kindergarten and i thought it was like amazing so it it just doesn't make sense now because i think it's a requirement for every show to have a conspiracy theory at this point because people are just crazy and obsessed with them of course but all grown up like i haven't i don't think i've read a conspiracy about that one so i think as soon as that show came out or if you ever bring that show up to these conspiracy people they get upset and they're just like oh it's basically what they would have been if they'd grown up because i don't think you see the parents in all grown up wait i don't know i don't know know if the i don't know if you do truly i know it was that new animation style which is kind of weird but what what i i was just gonna say ah you know if this conspiracy is true then like angelica whenever she gets older she's got some serious issues going on still still seeing these kids these kids have been with her the whole time it's like uh I, I would almost tie it in like seeing ghosts, you know, being a kid and having an imaginary friend in those horror movies. It's like, oh, uh, I have an imaginary friend named Susie. And then you figure out that Susie was a girl that died in the house like 40 years ago. You know, like she's got some serious issues where she's seeing some ghosts. Oh, OK. Here, I'm looking up one of the conspiracies right now. And Angelica is bipolar and schizophrenic who became addicted to various narcotics. Oh. Bring her back to her childhood and all the creations she obsessed over 
uh, grew up over time. That makes perfect sense. So she's uh, she's a drug addict. Is that what we're hearing? A schizophrenic oh, drug addict? Right. And right here it says Angelica's mom actually died of a heroin overdose. Angelica was schizophrenic slash bipolar because she was a crack baby. Wow. Now that is something that takes <laughs> us in a whole other route. Um, These kids are a fever dream. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it's because Angelica was a crack baby and that these are just all illusions. <laughs> that is crazy. How, how do honestly, how do people sit down and write this stuff, you know? Like go go the like go be the Quentin Tarantino of cartoons. Go write your own adult cartoon, Whoa, but just like yeah. change the characters. <laughs> so I guess it why is it what it says here that Angelica died March 5th, 1994. That's not even possible because she this all grown up let me see what when this debuted because it was definitely after 1994 let's see it first aired come on where you at yeah 2003 and it lasted till 2008 believe it or not wow that, that's actually good. kind of a long run for that yeah because i thought i don't i think that lasted longer than rugrats then let me see that oh definitely yeah Rugrats. Um, let's see, 1991 to 2004. Actually, that's so, that, that's a pretty long run. Yeah, that's really long. It's what 12, 13 years. Uh, I don't know. I'm not good with math, man. <laughs> uh, it's like just short of 13 years. It was like 12 and 10 days until okay, 13. But then it makes sense though, because think about this: in the show from 1991 to 2004, the kids never grew up. But then. All of a sudden, 2005, bang, they're grown up. There's a ton of like just huge inconsistencies with these, which makes them conspiracy theories, right? Exactly. And like us kids, like we're, we ain't going to be able to tell. Just like on like the completely change of pace, but like on Family Guy, Stewie hasn't grown up the last few like 10 years that Family Guy's been on, and nobody's yeah. questioning that. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is that you can probably draw it into like a time period of okay, um, let's say one episode is like one day, you know. Yeah. So if you do it like that, or maybe even like if an episode goes a couple of days, then it it makes sense, right? But you know, it's a cartoon, and the audience just doesn't think of it like that. Yeah, and also uh, they probably have like season breaks as well, so there there might be a big time period. Or they're not viewing it because they're on break and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know that's just like the average consumer or the average uh, audience member isn't really going to care much about that kind of stuff. Um, but it's still interesting to look at from a different perspective and kind of like write those things down and think. Kind of like when you're writing these conspiracies, there's the details you have to look at and details you have to pay attention to. Um, which in the long run that makes sense, but for the average the average audience member. They don't really care, you know. Jeez, like how dark do you have to be to say that Angelica was a crack baby who were envisioning this? This is a kid show. This is what you put on for your kids to watch so you can cook some dinner and clean the house. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, little little do you know that they're like uh, they're pushing the idea of a crack baby into your head. Well, yeah, and like what was it? We, we're not gonna get into this conspiracy theory, but it's like. Teletubbies there were brainwashing kids because like the intro had just like repeated and repeated the same thing the whole time. It was like it's Teletubby time, like for like two minutes straight, and it would like lure the kids in. So you never know what's on TV until you definitely look into it yourself. 
I, I actually, so I'm in a media class right now, and this is kind of off topic, but um, something about the Teletubbies it, it is that it was some kind of like a, like a socioeconomic metaphor um, because they have like screens on their bellies, right? Yes. And so the whole thing was just an absolute shit show. Uh, and I don't know, creators, man. And But, but that's not really a conspiracy theory. Apparently that was real. That, those were like huge like have you seen how big a teletubby is gigantic well it's like the actual like lower height of a teletubby here oh like it i watched the shane dawson thing about it and like those suckers are huge the teletubbies are yeah i mean i I don't that shane dawson did a video on teletubbies well he does like conspiracy theories too and like one of his thing is uh they're 10 feet tall by the way oh my god yeah and uh, what was it? He, yeah, Shane Dawson just does all those conspiracy theories, and that was one of them that he talked about because it was the brainwashing. Yes. And yeah. Like all, and all the Teletubbies have like zodiac signs above them or something like that. Well, not only that, but like it happens with more than just the Teletubbies. Um, it happens with Blue's Clues as well. Really? Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of like a call and response kind of thing uh what, what they did with blues clues it wasn't apparent in the actual show itself um, but it was apparent in the way that they programmed the show so the show would play every day at like 4 p.m right but new episodes wouldn't come out until like the next week so for one whole week at like 4 p.m when the kids were out of school they would come home or they were home from kindergarten or something like that they'd come home they'd watch blues clues and they would watch that same episode for damn near a week long. And, wow. and they felt like a sense of accomplishment in it. And it wasn't necessarily brainwashing. It was more like education, you know? Blue's Clues wasn't one of those things that was like, oh, what's, let, let's learn about math and stuff like that. Blue's Clues taught more just general life lessons. Um, and when it would ask you questions, it would wait for a response. And that girl would finally say, oh, it's underneath the chair. Um, that that was kind of like a whole thing where the kid would learn to say, yo, yeah, so it's under the chair. And then finally, at the end of it, he's like, it's under the chair. Fuck you. I knew where it was <laughs> like the whole time. <laughs> and and the kids love that. And that's why they got hooked on it. And so the Teletubbies took that and turned it into like a more of a general thing about the show itself. You know, not necessarily the programming, right. but it was just like always they were always repeating stuff of the show. They were always doing the same shit every single episode. And it was tiring and it's freaky and they're fat and they've got screens on their bellies and god it gives me the chills dude i love blues clues so that was like my favorite cartoon growing up as a kid oh that and like bear in the big blue house those two were like my oh. shit when i was growing up oh man i think just how this podcast is going we're still on the first topic we got many more to go oh yeah we're definitely gonna have to do a lot more of these in the future because man there are some other other shows i want to talk about too but we don't want this thing to go like eight hours speaking of uh speaking of shows i absolutely loved when i was growing up um i would have touch on some of your conspiracy theories um starting with whatever one you want because you you chose conspiracies that i i honestly i'm gonna love the shows that i loved growing up so all right well you already know what i'm gonna save last because you this one blew my mind but damn you're gonna hold me till the end (laughs) yeah i'm gonna start off with the fairly odd parents and um what that one is is timmy is actually like really depressed and all the fairies represent all the drugs he's taking to for his anti-depressions so like cosmo and wanda are zoloft and prozac because like 
Zoloft, I think. I don't know which one does which. Are you like common with these type of drugs? Um, I am not, but I can certainly look it up real fast. Yeah, like Zoloft and Prozac. Because I think one of them can treat depression. Yeah, obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, yes, Zoloft oral. So I don't know which one like does which because like one represents Zoloft and which I think that was Cosmo and that made him like so loopy and funny and like happy. And Prozac I think represents Wanda because it made him more like responsible and focused like Wanda is. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ask you. What what do you think? Which one is? Which drug do you think Jorgen von Strangle represents? I don't. I have no idea. Steroids because he's so tall, like big okay. and mighty. All right, all right, yeah, that that, that makes sense. I I thought well, we were getting into like really medical depression drugs here. <laughs> oh no 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 no! So like he took a lot. They they said Timmy was like addicted, and so Jorgen represents steroids. The you remember the pixies like the the blue yes. the evil ones. Yes. They represent placebos because they did absolutely nothing. They couldn't grant wishes or anything like that. It was just like a trick of the mind. Yeah. Um, and what was it? Oh, what was it? Juan Dissimo represented Viagra because he was like so masculine <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. And there is a episode actually where Timmy goes to uh, wishing rehab and that is basically telling him that he like overdosed and had to go to rehab so there's actually two conspiracy theories for the further operants but i will get into the second one later but yeah so basically and dr oh what was his name mr cracker Cracker. Cracker. yeah actually his therapist and the drugs were making him like look crazy because he was actually trying to help him so the fairies, he wanted to like, track down the fairies, which what that really meant was he was tracking down the drugs to get Timmy to stop overdosing. Trying to weed him off those drugs. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that makes more sense than the Rugrats one. Dude, it's crazy. Because, like, if you think about it, if I was Timmy Turner, I'd be depressed, too. Like, my parents, his parents, like, manipulate, not manipulate, but, like, don't care about him. Like, you never see him, like, always check on Timmy and they're always worried about their own life. And you have a babysitter like Vicky, like abusing you all the time. And like you get that big greasy guy at school bullying you every time you go to school. Like, dude, it's a rough life, especially as a 10 year old. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you know, there are of course things in the show that again, can be explained by just a conspiracy theory, like exactly what the hell happens? I mean, I guess it could because, you know, if he overdoses on all these drugs, then he's probably in his own little, like, yeah. fantasy land. So where anything can pretty much come to life. He He's using these drugs and he created this entire world around him that pretty much takes him out of real life, you know? And I guess he uses it as, like, a coping mechanism for real life. And I think that makes sense. And I think, you know, if you were to tell me that that's the legitimate message that this show had behind it, I think I would believe you. I'd be like, I can 100% see that. Right. And like, unfortunately, like they should actually, if it were the case, they should actually like tell the listeners that to teach like kids our age that what drugs can actually like do to you and stuff, because it's an actual problem with this world where instead of like going to get help and stuff, people take it to like drugs and alcohol and all that stuff to feel good. And that's 
once you get on that, it's like you can't cold turkey that. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I mean, like being younger and watching the show, you don't necessarily put two and two together. But as you get older, and, and I'm sure if you went back and watched it and, and knowing about these things, like like being in college, you hear people all the time like, oh, well, so-and-so broke up with me and I'm really sad, so I'm going to go out and like drink my life away or, right. uh, you know, I'm going to take this or this or like get high or something. So, you know, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It really does. And uh, honestly, that's kind of like scary itself to think that these cartoonists were warning us for the future right and one i actually left out was do you remember the alien mark in that show like the alien that would just like come back and forth he'd be like timmy bro what's up oh yes 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 yeah he was marijuana (laughs) (laughs) because he was always munching and like he was always like whoa bro what's good (laughs) no that yeah that that makes sense (laughs) <laughs> so yeah that's a wild conspiracy because like if once you like read into it it just makes completely sense like the rugrats one like angelica's a crack baby like oh that's a wheeler dealer but yeah. this one like makes sense yeah no it, it's i i would almost consider this like this legit. could be a legitimate message behind the show like, sorry for listeners that I just ruined your childhood right there, but like this one is like one of the more legit ones I've ever read. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's totally believable. And it, it, I mean, like, if you were to watch the show, you could probably draw, uh, you know, comparisons to the whole thing. Uh, right. You can find probably explanations like, oh, this is how this drug makes you act, and this is how mm-hmm. this drug makes you act. Um, so I just I looked up Prozac and Zoloft. Uh, Zoloft can, can, comes in multiple colors. Uh, it can come in green, blue, or uh, like this weird little tan, I guess. A Prozac comes in green. Oh, wait. So, okay. So, that would be Cosmo then if it's green. It might be. Uh, but I don't... Why, I don't. What, what color is Wanda? Because she's pink, right? Yeah. I wonder... I don't know if you mix all the colors together and they make pink, but that's what I read. And I watched a couple of videos on it, too, just because I was so intrigued with it. Um... What was oh I had something else I was gonna say about it oh yeah so like usually when like kids younger I read it's like when kids have depression at a young age when they like start maturing it gets better but like Timmy never got better so like they made a live action on Drake Bell and he's like twenty so I guess like his like addiction and depression like just went with him as he grew up that and like you know it. Almost, I would say, like, stunted his growth, damn near. Like, he got older, but he never left the idea of being a kid. Yep, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. That's probably another part of it. But, man, so you want to get into the second part of uh, Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, hit me with it. This is going to blow your mind. Timmy Turner is Danny Phantom. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I, I okay okay how he wished to be a ghost for his final wish because um that's just how the ability he had because you never really do we ever learn what happened how danny phantom became danny phantom i, I thought because, his parents were scientists i don't know like let me look more into this because it just made sense to me because his friends are trixie and aj and danny phantom which are two characters that you don't that you see, but you don't like really, you know, because as you get older, your friends change, right? You get new friends, you lose some old friends. So, that, like, I mean, it, like, just look at the resemblance, though. Let me, I, I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up. 
like look at like his oh my goodness like his friends AJ and Cookie are friends with them and oh my dude like <laughs> it just makes sense okay so so I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at pictures right <laughs> like there's this big thing where it's showing like uh, AJ as a kid and then AJ as he gets older and then Trixie's yeah, again Trixie as he gets older like that is actually pretty cool Hey, I, I only give you the legit conspiracy theories. So, <laughs> the, oh, so there is a picture um, of a laboratory where Timmy is, and his parents are dressed up in suits. Yeah, which is where apparently Danny Phantom was turned into a ghost. His parents and, and like an experiment gone wrong. So, is it true? Um, is Timmy Turney? Is t- t- Timmy, Timmy Turney? <laughs> Timmy Turney, Danty Fanty. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I think you know, it's just it could be foreshadowing uh, that whole little scene there. Um, same hair, same for looking friend. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this conspiracy here. I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten. It's good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. And maybe like um maybe maybe we can even go as far as to say the drugs, right? His last wish, he'd finally overdosed and he fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Timmy Turner. Like, right. Favorite blue hat pink hatted buck tooth kid out there. He died. <laughs> Do you know who Chester from uh Fairly Odd Parents reminds me of? Who's that? Austin Marlowe. By the way, uh, biggest anime betrayal of all time, Austin. We want the old Austin Marlowe back. I'm just yeah. pointing that out there. <laughs> give, give, give us the Austin Marlowe from Shotgun Punch, you know? That's right. Give dude. us one who face planted in the ground. <laughs> like, when you see Chester from Fairly Odd Parents, isn't your first thing thought Austin Marlowe? Actually, I thought it was AJ. AJ kind of reminds me of Austin Marlowe. <laughs> <laughs> We're big fans. Big fans. Huge fans. There's a reason yeah. I row you into my anime. Yes, best anime. Um, so moving on to another popular Nickelodeon cartoon. Okay. Uh, here is one about. Uh, I would say I would argue this is probably the most popular cartoon on Nickelodeon. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. Okay. Now this one is a very long. I just want to touch on it. Kind of get your thoughts. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants is a commentary about nuclear testing. The existence of SpongeBob and his strange friends is a result of radiation from nuclear arms testing that was performed on the Bikini Atoll in the late 40s and early 50s. Uh, since they live under the atoll, the town is known as Bikini Bottom. Hmm. And so I think that, again, this could be plausible. It could be totally fake. Because uh, this was supposed to be a show on Adult Swim. It was supposed to be an adult cartoon. So yeah, yeah. So, uh, but when this was created, there was a pilot, and it was pitched to the executives uh, of Adult Swim uh, or whatever was taking a place of Adult Swim. I don't know how long Adult Swim has been around. So something like Adult Swim, right? Sorry, and yeah. uh, that that could have been that very well could have been the premise Holy of the story, you know, like oh, this was the site uh, for nuclear testing, and now these mutated fish and a sponge are running around causing mischief. Well, the amount of ass you see in that show, it could be on freaking Adult Swim. 
You'll, yeah, and some of the older jokes, you know, um, like <laughs> I know there's there's one of them that I always thought, like, how in the hell did they get this put on Nickelodeon, uh, where the guy walks up to the seahorse with a quarter, and it goes, "Cool rocking horse," <laughs> it cuts away, <laughs> and you he bits in the quarter, and he goes, "Bang!" and he flies across. <laughs> He's like, "Wait a minute, that wasn't the coin slot." I was thinking, "Oh my god, how does that get put on Nickelodeon?" Dude, that show's actually trippy. It is. I mean, the new episodes are a little bit more tame, um, but the newer ones and the kind of comedy that they had in there, uh, I would say that it being a nuclear commentary was is probably accurate for the Adult Swim version of SpongeBob. Hmm. I would agree on that one. Yeah, but as far as like uh, it goes for, that eh, just. You know, the regular kids cartoon? Maybe not so much. Yeah, and also Squidward's suicidal. I think that's like one I've heard a long time ago. Yes, no, I, I heard that too. Um, and actually it's, uh, there's there's an episode where he does a bunch of stuff where you think he's actually going to like commit suicide, but really he's doing totally separate tasks. Like he ties a noose and he throws it up and he, he gets ready to put it around his neck or something crazy like that, and like SpongeBob walks in or something, and and it was a wacky episode. Like I said, I don't know how they got that thing on Nickelodeon. Well, the thing is, as kids, you don't think about it, but then as you like grow older, you're like, oh. There's a lot of jokes um, that we just totally skipped over that we would probably understand now. Do you think uh, people from Texas watch that show? <sighs> After that episode, dude, I have no idea. Because like. Honestly, if I lived in Texas, I'd be kind of offended. Yeah, yeah. Big, dumb old Texas, right? What am I, stupid? No, I'm Texas. What's the <laughs> difference? He like, probably, Steven Hillenberg probably had to be like, guys, I am sorry, Texas. Please do not get mad at me. I know you have big guns there. Stone Cold Steve Austin freaking goes to the damn production office. Stone Cold stunners everybody. <laughs> he's, he's the one that kills Steven Hillenberg. <laughs> <laughs> you can shotguns and beer over his dead body. Oh, <laughs> um, so that 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 one really wasn't uh, too in depth. Uh, there was one of them that uh, I wanted to talk about, or that you wanted to talk about, but the one I'm most excited for. Um, I, I, I before we get onto this final topic of conspiracies here, uh, kid show conspiracies. There was one that I was going to talk about that I don't think I'm going to talk about maybe in the future. Um, I might do one about YouTube videos. I think that'll probably get better into that. Um, that being said. Okay. I got two more, but this one is just kind of, we'll make this quick. Uh, Hey Arnold is the next one I have on my list. And this one's actually like very convincing. So in the show, um, we learned that like Arnold's parents are like at a, like a safari adventure or something. And that's why we don't ever see him. But there's a conspiracy conspiracy theory that his grandparents are actually his real parents. And that's why he has a football size head because he had a birth defect because the having kids at that age is very dangerous. Huh. And him having a big head is caused to, like I said, his grandparents having a kid at an old age and they use that excuse that his parents are in a jungle safari because they feel bad that he has to live his whole life with a football sized head. How how long did Hey Arnold go on for? I think that was like early nineties to like early two thousands. Let me see. Because we never I think we I don't think they ever see the parents. 
I was gonna say, like, in the kind of neighborhood that they live in, um, if those parents are on a safari trip, they've gotta be absolutely loaded, or they died by a lion. You were no kidding. 96 to 2004. Again, that's a pretty long, what is that, that's an eight-year run? Mm-hmm. That's a that's long safari, man. For all y'all that, uh, like, uh, I don't know, that's on, available on Hulu. Oh, really? I guess. Yeah, so, so is, uh, Jimmy Neutron. For those of you who want to go check out this conspiracy for yourself and uh, maybe draw one up of your own for Hey Arnold, uh, you can go check that out on Hulu. Yeah, so if, that just makes sense, doesn't it? Like, is he looks like his grandpa, but like you never see his parents. No, I mean, that that's true. And uh, you know, if my parents took an eight long safari, eight year long safari trip, I I'd be pretty pissed, honestly. Yeah, so that one's just like a nice fun fact one like there's really mu- not much you can talk about because just i think it's pretty legit don't yeah you think? yeah yeah i think it would be too but enough with hey arnold i have been dying to tell you this one Ooh. ladies and gentlemen buckle up because this is one of your this is not a cartoon this is a live action this is you know this show you know all the quotes from it one of the, in my opinion one of the best Arguably one of the best Nickelodeon shows out there. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. We're, we're going to be talking about a Drake and Josh conspiracy theory. So you watched iCarly, right? We did indeed. So you know who Carly plays? Yes. Megan. Do you remember who her brother Spencer plays? Yeah, yeah. He plays, uh, the, I don't know his name, uh, the guy at the movie theater who's crazy. Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve, that's right. There is a conspiracy theory that Crazy Steve snaps. He goes to the Parker residence, kills Drake and Josh and his parents, and but kidnaps Megan, and he confuses her that the government is coming for them and that they, that they killed her family and that they have to move to Seattle to run away from the FBI and they had to change their identities. What? <laughs> that crazy or what? So what, what kind of evidence leads to this? Like what, what did they draw from the show? Just the uh, connections between the two or. Right. And I don't know if there's like any supporting evidence on it, but like, it just makes sense. Like, because uh, Spencer in the show sometimes just like snaps and goes crazy like crazy Steve did. Yeah. And they say that Carly got brainwashed into like never thinking about her past again. And I think she mentioned something about like, but that, that wouldn't make sense because there's sometimes that she'll be watching Drake and Josh on TV. Wait, on, on iCarly? Yeah. There are times where she's been watching Drake and Josh on iCarly. It'll be on like the guide. Like she would like uh, go the guide to like go like to a show and it's Drake and Josh would be on TV. So it's like uh it, it's like little little things that maybe she sees or she tricks herself into seeing that like right. her past life is no longer there. Right. So let's see this building. Let's see, I'll read more into it. Spencer is more sane than Crazy Steven has sentimental moments that humanize him to reconcile this contradiction. Wow. 
So how do you explain her dad? Well, I guess the dad never comes around. Or didn't he for yep. one episode? I think he did the last episode. The last episode. Yeah. Um, but you could easily tie that into like, oh, he could have been a government worker, you know, because he was in a submarine all the time working, uh, what, for the Navy, military, some, something like that. Um, I think it was Navy. And so if, if you were to draw that off as like, oh, he could be law enforcement and he finally figures everything out and he comes in on the last episode. Let's see. Got the end of iCarly right there. No kidding. But like, if you just like don't think logically on it, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, if, if you don't like, if you take the conspiracy theory with a grain of salt and you don't actually think about it, these all make perfect sense. Listen to this. So you remember like the storm episode? Yes. Where like the power went out and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it says during the storm episode when Steve stayed in Drake and Josh's house to avoid the storm, he saw the family relations of the Nichols Parker family and wanted that for himself. So he began plotting to steal the most vulnerable looking one of them. Which would have been Megan. Megan. Wow. That's right. So once again, the guys from, uh, the guys from my first, from the Rugrats conspiracy theory got bored and sat down one day and decided to watch Drake and Josh instead. Um, and when they did that, by, by the time they finished the show, here came I, Carly, and they were ready to write their conspiracy theory. God, I guarantee it. Because it only makes sense. But there's like another one that I read that Megan looked like one of Steve's sisters that like passed away. And stuff. <laughs> Which is why it drew yeah, him yeah. to, to take has, her. Right, and he has a mental uh, illness. So... Yeah, man, I don't know, but... Once again, you- <laughs> Dan, Dan Schneider is a messed up person, you know? Uh, <laughs> n- n- yeah, Nick has cut all ties with him for, for quite a few reasons. So, once again, if you were to tell me, hey, this is what actually happened, uh, and you gave me a whole thing of, of lore to read about it, Dan Schneider, I'd probably believe you, man. Uh, man, like, what was it? He had, like, a foot fetish or something. He did, yes, yeah. Because, like, if you look at most of his shows, it involves, like, them, like, sniffing their feet or designing their toes and stuff. Well, I, I've heard a lot of weird things about him on and offset as well. Yeah, like, I heard, like, he was very close with the cast. Yeah, and he would act a certain way whenever the girls would come around, and he was, like, I, would, I wouldn't say abusive, but, like, borderline just he didn't care about the boy actors in his show. Like all jokes aside, like Dan Schneider was a genius. Like he gave us Drake and Josh, Zoe one Oh one, I Carly, like, Oh, all that. The Amanda show, like dude was a genius and he created one of the more better Nickelodeon shows out there, but does not give him like an excuse to be like such a disgusting. Right. Yeah. I mean, the geniuses have, absolutely no no excuse for god's sakes look at like bill cosby you know like he's an absolutely disgusting human being but he was a comedic genius right right even even charles manson look at charles manson do you think that man tricked an entire generation of kids into believing everything that he told them he was an absolute genius but he was a horrible person he, he, he made those people think that it was their own ideas. Right. And Hitler, you know, just getting like all into, if you want to go really deep into that. Oh, definitely. I mean, still, like, 
a man from Austria who convinced Germany that he was going to be their leader and, and take them to a whole nother level in life. And then finally, you know, towards the end of World War II, everyone was like, oh, okay, maybe this, uh, maybe this guy's not all he's, he's promising to be here. Dude, I didn't really like know that Disney like gave Dan Schneider the boot. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely did. Um, they cut ties with him um, because of a, not necessarily the thing. They, they claim it was creative differences, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it it's like it's like firing James Gunn from from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The, he was the writer and the director of uh, Guardians One and Two. Um, James Gunn also, if you didn't know wrote and directed both of the live Scooby-Doo movies. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, but whenever whenever Disney fired uh, James Gunn for those tweets he made all the way back in 2010, they didn't really ever come out and say that's why they fired him. You know, they really didn't even make it public to begin with. Eventually, they hired him back. But I don't think Nickelodeon's ever going to hire back Dan Schneider anytime soon. Um, Dan created a a era of television for us kids when, when we were growing up, um, that I think is always going to be remembered. And there's a lot of good things about that, but you know, I just don't think he's ever going to come back into the limelight. And, you know, after all, I think television itself is kind of on its way out aside from streaming and like Netflix, Hulu. Well, cable's so expensive that nobody wants it. When you can get Netflix and watch basically what you want to watch for only like 10 bucks or I don't know how much, $15 a month now. Yeah, yeah. And that and like the program television that's actually on live TV is some of the cheapest stuff. Like reality TV shows, I can find a show on YouTube that is more well made and more put together than half of those reality TV shows. Right. And like for sporting events, like you can go just download Reddit and stream from there. Or for God's uh, sakes, go to the sporting event, you know? Go to the sporting event itself, and if you don't want to do either of those, you can just go buy, like, a adapter, like, an antenna for, like, 10 bucks, and you get, like, six channels. Yeah. And that's all you need. Well, that and, like, CBS All Access, you know, like, damn near the, the one thing that's not NFL Sunday ticket and doesn't cost $400 for the year, um, you can get that for $5 a month and watch. I don't know. I don't know what you use to watch uh, a lot of your local games. But I have, it's, I have that little, uh, adapter thing that, like, uh, takes from like the radar and stuff, and that's okay. what we. I I use CBS All Access. It's like five dollars a month, and that's what the Colts game is on. So, right, yeah. I mean, this is what I use, and I think TV slowly on its way out. Um, man, you know, talking about these shows makes me want to go back and like be in those simpler times where I, I loved watching those shows, and in fact, I'd probably still watch them now. Uh, I was watching Drake and Josh for a while when it was on Hulu. I don't know if it's still on there. What I've been dying because like Hulu's doing that to draw on like audience like our age is like getting Drake and Josh. You can watch uh, Jim Neutron on there, but I think would be the deciding factor for me. Like I have Hulu already, but like I would invest. Like I would never cancel it if they had Ned's The Classified School Survival Guide on there. Oh my gosh! Talk about a show that I always wanted to watch, but it was always on at, at such weird times. Yeah, I was like like five, and I would always have like swim practice, and like when it was middle school, I would always have. I was like in a sport all year. Yeah, 
you didn't have to be good in middle school to do sport. <laughs> no, I, I actually, now that you say that, I probably didn't start watching Ned Z Classified until those off season times, you know, like in the summer right. around, yep. I would say three, four o'clock is whenever Ned Z Classified would play. And, uh, you know, in the school year, I was always damn busy around then. So I never yep. got to watch that show, but it was always something I like had an urge to watch. You know, I always wanted to watch it. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you get nostalgia from it. Like sometimes I'll be watching like Zoe 101 was I went home for like one weekend and Zoe 101 was on Teen Nick. And all I could think about with that show was popcorn because I would always microwave myself a bag of popcorn and while watching that show. Like it's like the little things. Yeah. yeah. And like after school, like feel like how your body felt after day in middle school like it comes back to you when you watch those shows yeah definitely definitely and and funny thing you say that like zoe on one always reminded me like when i was growing up i, I had a bedtime you know i think most kids have a bedtime right. um zoe one one was around it, it started playing around the time it was for, time for me to go to bed so i would watch zoe one one because it was always after drake and josh always yep um and i would watch zoe one one and i'd be like all right I don't give a shit about anything else. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. Every time you watch Zoe one, if you ever watch Zoe one one again, you're just going to want to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably just going to sleep through the whole damn thing, <laughs> but I don't know after, after listening to these conspiracy theories and actually some things that I learned about Zoe one one, I, I don't know if I could, uh, I don't know if I could watch it in the same, the same light, you know, what happened this uh, was- with Zoe one one. Oh, it got canceled because uh, Jamie Lynn Spears got pregnant or something? Yeah, but you know by who? Who? Dan Schneider. What? Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Like, uh, there's a big, again, another conspiracy that the reason that was canceled is because she was pregnant by a man who uh, the Spears family would not release to the public because it just so happened to be that the man was way older than her and happened to be Dan Schneider. Because I think in an interview, I read that um, from from the original interview of why they were canceling it <clears throat> is because she got pregnant by an executive whose name they wish not to speak. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's shut like, up. It says that she had her boyfriend, but... Which, which was rumored to be an executive of... of uh, Zoe 101 or that studio that was working on that at, at the time. My goodness. And of That's- course, you know, again, it's just a conspiracy theory, but there was so many like pictures and strange little stories that were popping up, um, all pointing to Dan Schneider having a personal relationship with Jamie Lynn Spears. Which is one creepy looking dude, so. Man's not attractive by any means. Nope, but probably was like, hey, you don't have sex with me. We're going to cut you from the show. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's all. That's all he would have had to say, and then, you know, that's his one-way ticket into having literally any young child TV star at the time. Disgusting. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. God, how come is it that when I click on this little article about Dan Schneider, it shows a cartoon picture of feet and says "common signs of arthritis." So that's a conspiracy theory. He wants every page that he's on to have feet in it. Google knows. Uh, Google knows about Dan Schneider, and they're the ones placing those damn ads all over his pages. Disgusting. 
<laughs> whenever whenever you Google Dan Schneider, you know how uh, Google's been doing those things where uh, it's got like the ruby slippers if you Google Wizard of Oz and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. It's when you do it, it snaps and everything disappears on the page. Yeah, so if, if you Google Dan Schneider, there's actually a set of cartoon feet beside, <laughs> beside his name. <laughs> Can you hear this stuff on did, my did you just do? Did you just do the Thanos snap? Yeah, do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> there, there's, not, there's not a Thanos snap, um, but Dan Schneider and Jamie Lynn Spears... He kind of looks like if Josh Peck went down the wrong road. Oh, Josh Peck went down the right road. Like, <laughs> oh, he definitely did. Dude's jacked. He's on David Dobrik's vlogs, which make brings in revenue. Okay. Oh. I, I found a quick article that I wanted to read. Uh, we're getting pretty late into the podcast here, so we're going to have to wrap it up um, pretty soon. But before we got off, I wanted to end um, this little conspiracy with an article. Um, Dan Schneider... I believe, uh, might have molested many girls who are a part of his shows for years. Uh, the information is here. Uh, what, is what is confirmed has been deeply researched and not stitched to make some elaborate lie. In these links posted, you'll blow find the vines, stories, and facts, bring back what I am saying. Uh, let's go on with it, shall we? Dan was outed by four different actors or people in the business with a handful of producers calling out their shady business practices and what was going on behind the scenes. Um, there was a Crazy Days and Nights blog... And if you scroll down to a comment made by him, this user known to be uh, Dan Schneider, um, oh, sorry, sorry, was first to believed to be Robert Downey Jr. Um, Though it seems to be four men who are out for vengeance have worked in the film industry for years, the way comments are structured and statistics backing the argument as well, and only the people in the biz know it. Um, here is what the Anon had to say. So people believe that this comment... Uh, was Rob? It was Robert Downey Jr. Because apparently Dan Schneider, Robert Downey Jr. Apparently have some beef that we don't know about, right? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, beef, Robert Downey Jr. No. Apparently, apparently we we do have some beef there. Uh, it says go back and read the comments by L. Um, they are correct, and for Dan S. Uh, you're right about probably messing up his game. He's a monster. He's the worst predator alive. And if you wonder why nobody will confront or charge him, he's in charge of multiple hit shows for Nick, which rakes in oceans of monies. Tens of millions of dollars multiplied by many years and many shows, not to mention his merchandising royalties. So Viacom-Nick... Um, warn him to cool it and then pay for his damn lawyers. What about the parents? No tweener parent who shoved their kid into the limelight from birth is going to cross either and risk career suicide and loss of revenue. No matter how bad it beat up the kids, um, especially if there's multiple actors and kids in the family, uh, the kids' agents are complicit too. Uh, just ask the Spears family. A lot of settlements get paid out of Viacom's accounts. As for the rest of the guesses, I wish I had time to read and ask others, but I have to run. I do know the Joni loves Chachi and the Aaron Morin thing were correct. Um, I, I guess those were some things uh, that had to do with Dan Schneider and how he basically wow. manipulated the girls into doing whatever. This is a very long post, and I'm definitely not going to read all of it. Yeah, it's been a long podcast. Yeah, it has been very long. Um, I wanted yeah. to end our whole conspiracy talk with a note. Audience, I want you to think about something. Whenever you play Minecraft, this is something we all grew up with, a game we all grew up with, surprisingly. Whenever you can't sleep 
because the danger is around, I want you guys to think about that the next time you can't fall asleep. Jeez. Just because I know what really bugs me. Is now I won't be able to sleep tonight because of that. <laughs> yeah, but, but to line up the mood a little bit. Connor, what's what's in the Krusty Krab secret formula? Krabby Patty secret formula. The Krabby Patty secret formula? Hold on, let me pull up the recipe real fast. Okay. So, the Krabby Patty secret formula has... 